Hello and welcome back to Break Your Budget, the podcast. My name is Michaela and I am your host and I am here today. We are going to be talking all about how to reevaluate and revisit your financial goals. I felt this was really fitting because we are reaching that halfway point of 2021. The world is opening up. We are living in a different reality than we were back in January when you know you initially set goals for a new year and there has never been a better time time to revisit, reevaluate, and reconsider the original goals that you set out for the new year. Um, Also, if you didn't set any goals for the beginning of the year, if you are new here, hello, and you are looking to get your finances together, get organized, and, you know, put yourself on the path to financial freedom, financial success, financial flexibility, whatever that looks like for you, now's the time. I find that halfway through the year is actually a really nice reset point. Um, Obviously, things change throughout the course of a year and, you know, some goals may become irrelevant and you have to reevaluate. So I'm going to go through the four steps to reevaluating. I'm going to give you guys some insight into my goals and what I'm reevaluating because my goals for the year have dramatically changed since the beginning of the year. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may kind of have an idea of what that looks like. But like I said, I will jump into a little bit more detail about my life and how I'm reevaluating. And then you can, you know, apply those steps and what I'm doing to your life as well. Before we get started, shameless plug. If you are enjoying my podcast, please leave a review I don't have a lot of reviews because I don't really push for reviews. I don't really ask for them. But the podcast, you know, I think could reach a lot more people if I got some good reviews. So let's write a review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever, if you are liking the show. It helps other people find it. It really, really, really helps me. Um, And I would obviously really appreciate that. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Both of my handles are Break Your Budget and Shameless Plug Again, Personal Finance Dashboard. If you are a podcast listener, you get $10 off if you use the code PODCAST1. That'll all be linked in the show notes. So with that, let's hop into the episode here. So reevaluating your goals for halfway through the year. There are a couple of steps here that you can follow to do this. So I would recommend that you grab a pen and a paper. And if you have set goals for the beginning of the year um, back in January, I would pull those out um, and revisit them and take a look at what those were. So step number one here is to really look at, okay, what were the goals that you set out for at the beginning of the year? And are they still relevant to your life right now. So that's really, really important, obviously, because life changes over the course of six months. Um, Six months can be an incredibly transformative time. So a real life example of this. In my life, if you asked me back in January what my plan was for 2021, it was to purchase a condo and move back into Boston in a condo that I own. Since January, that plan has changed. Um, I am no longer planning to purchase a condo in 2021 and likely not in 2022 either for a variety of reasons. But the biggest reason just being at this point in time, you know, the housing market's not really playing in the favor of first time home buyers. Everything's incredibly overpriced and I don't want to buy 
a piece of real estate for, you know, $50,000, $100,000 more than what it's worth. I don't think that's a good investment. And I don't think it's a efficient use of my money at this point in time. So I'm 25. I'm turning 26 actually in about a week and a half. Um, and I have my whole life to purchase a condo or real estate. Um, and it just doesn't really seem to fit into what I actually want to do now in a post-COVID life. So when I'm looking at my goals for this year, so one of my goals was to save up a down payment for said condo. I did reach that goal. So because I reached that goal, you know, obviously I have to implement a new goal. But because I'm no longer planning to buy a condo, I was sitting on a big fat pile of cash that I was going to be using for the down payment. And now I am reevaluating what I'm going to do with that money and how it fits into I guess the life that I'm envisioning for myself over the next two to three years before I reconsider purchasing real estate. At least that's the tentative plan. So I would recommend that you look at the goals that you currently have and decide if they fit into your life. That's step number one. And I would also look and measure the progress that you're making towards those goals. And if it's feeling like a struggle or a force or if you're still really really excited about that goal I think it's really important to look at goals from a holistic standpoint rather than just a number um, because there's so much more to a financial goal than just achieving the goal it really needs to align with the life that you want now and in the future and you have to be thinking one to two steps ahead to even make that call and I, I don't think I mentioned this yet so rewind a second. If you don't have goals or you're lost on how to set financial goals, I have an entire episode where I go really, really, really deep into the process of setting a smart, measurable, achievable, specific, time-bound financial goal. So I would highly, highly, highly recommend you go back. I think it was my first or second episode and you dig into that and actually set goals the right way. The cliff notes on that episode is you really want to make your goals measurable and you want to make them time bound, meaning you want to put a number on it and you want to give yourself a deadline because that's going to help you break that goal down into digestible monthly, bi-monthly, weekly chunks. So you can be setting aside your money, you know, with an actual game plan instead of just saying like, I want to max out my IRA or I want to save $20,000 for a new car or whatever. When you have money like an an amount set in your mind and you have a deadline you can then you know literally do the backwards math divide the total amount by the number of months you have to get there and figure out what that looks like on a monthly basis and then that will help you really fit it into your overall spending and financial plan see if it's realistic if you know that monthly amount isn't going to work then you extend your timeline or if You can pay significantly more every single month or save significantly more every single month. Maybe you could shorten the timeline or add in another simultaneous goal, that kind of thing. So that is a long-winded way to say step number one is to pull out your goals from before and really decide if they are currently aligned with your life right now, evaluate your progress, and just see how you are currently feeling. Step number two here is to adjust your spending in your current plan to fit your realigned goals. So again, let me go through a real life example here. Basically, like I said, I was planning to purchase a condo, move back into Boston since January, or I guess I kind of made the call in um, 
March, April timeframe. I'm no longer doing that, but I am still going to move. And I'm actually looking to move cross country to the West Coast out to California for about a year or two. That's the plan. Again, it can always change. In order to do that, obviously, I need to set aside some cash to move because I have to ship my car. You know, I'm going to need to buy furniture, all that kind of stuff. But I also now need to factor in rent into my larger plan instead of a mortgage, which is what I had been looking at before. And so, you know, I'm looking at different apartments. I'm looking at what things cost. I'm looking at, you know, what's going to be the right fit for me if I'm working remotely. And if, do I want to have a roommate? And does it make sense for me to not have a roommate and pay more? What's worth it? And I think that in itself is an entire process of, you know, reevaluating how your current goals are going to fit into your life if you are going through a change or if, you know, you are, again, reevaluating what you want to accomplish throughout the year. So say you are or you had originally set out to max out your Roth IRA. And back in January, you know, you had a job where you weren't making a ton of money and maxing out your Roth IRA was going to be an enormous task for you. But since then, you know, six months has passed, you've got a new job, let's say you've got a 20, 30% raise, and now you've already maxed out your Roth IRA and you need to add in a new goal. This would be the time to do that. And this would be where you would look at, okay, how is my spending kind of trending at this point? And where can I build in new savings goals? Do I want to change how I'm spending my money to accommodate a new goal? Say maybe now, okay, you've maxed out your IRA and you really want to focus on paying off all of your student loans this year. All right, so what can you what can you shift in the way that you're currently spending your money to free up more money to double down on your student loan instead of just paying the minimum every single month? And this is where having a really comprehensive tool can actually come into play and really help you. So Obviously, I'm a little biased towards the personal finance dashboard because it has the annual spending plan tab where you can go in and really play with numbers and see like, okay, if I brought my spending down by $100 and upped my student loan payment by $100, that would put me at X amount of dollars at the end of the year. Or, you know, you can be keeping your spending the same. That's totally fine. But, you know, you could then see the impact of how that's going to impact your savings. Or for example, with me moving, my living expenses are going to go up dramatically when I move. And you know, that's something that I have to factor into my larger savings plan and reevaluate my financial goals and how they factor into my life. Because remember, there's more to life than just saving. And obviously, having really strong financial goals and prioritizing those is incredibly important. But There has to be a fine balance between planning for the future and living in the present. And again, that's why having a tool that really helps you plan and look at the impact of spending changes, saving changes, and how you're going to fall at the end of the year, why that's so important. Another app that I've been testing out that I really have been loving is called Copilot. And it has a lot of similar features to the personal finance dashboard, but it is you know, an app, it's not a spreadsheet. So I think that's really important because I understand that some people don't like spreadsheets or spreadsheets are intimidating and apps are more convenient, whatever, easier to use, or, you know, you're more likely to use it because it's just on your phone and it can track your spending automatically. So I think 
that's more of a personal choice, but I would recommend checking out Copilot. I do have a discount code for you. It's called, it's just break budget. Um, and you can insert that when you download the app and get all set up, you can insert it at the end. It will double the length of your free trial. And I think it lowers the cost of like an annual subscription. So the annual subscription to Copilot is around $65 and that's slightly more expensive than the personal finance dashboard, but in the same range. And I personally am a huge proponent of investing in a budgeting tool that's going to work that you're going to use for two reasons. One, I think free budgeting apps and, you know, free spreadsheets you can download off Google. They miss the mark and, you know, they really don't provide a lot of features that you need. They also have a lot of ads. And the second is when you actually pay money for an app or a spreadsheet to use to budget. Yes, I understand it sounds counterintuitive, but it puts skin in the game for you. When you pay money, you're significantly light years more likely to actually use the tool that you purchased. And that's the whole point. You know, why do you have a tool or an app or a spreadsheet or whatever if you're not using it? So when you pay, you're way more likely to use it. So I personally am on team like if you are really serious about budgeting and changing your financial future, but you're not willing to invest the 50 or $60 it takes to really get yourself set up, I think you do need to evaluate what your larger goals are. And say $60 is too much, I totally understand that. There are other apps that have you know, a lower payment. There are other spreadsheets that are a little bit less expensive. But again, when you pay, you show up. And I think that that's a really important part of this equation because financial success isn't an overnight thing. It's one of those things that really takes a lot of effort. It needs to be intentional. You really do have to think about it. It's not a mindless thing. It's not exciting and it does take time. So if you think you're gonna get a quick hit because you downloaded a free template off Google or you know you downloaded the free version of the Mint app, that's not really going to do anything for you if you're not showing up for yourself consistently. So that's just my two cents. I'll get off my soapbox there. But basically to sum up, number number two um, is to really adjust your spending to fit these new reevaluated goals that are now aligned with your life. And that kind of feeds into that number one point of true lifestyle alignment. You'll find success with your finances when everything is kind of aligned with what you want. Again, it's so important to think about your lifestyle as well because I've had phases and I've been going through a phase where, you know, I've been able to save a lot of money at the expense of my social life and my personal life. And, you know, I've gotten to a point where I always said, you know, when I have X amount of dollars, you know, I'll be happy. I won't be worried anymore. And, that's just not true. Um, I've surpassed that goal and I don't feel any more comfortable. I don't feel better. I just feel, you know, if anything, I feel more stressed to reach the next milestone and less inclined to live my life. And I think that that's very, 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 very unhealthy. So it's really, really, really important to find this balance. And it's a hard thing to do. I'm struggling with it myself. It's a daily battle that you know, you have to think about your priorities and how those priorities fit into your financial goals in the larger picture. And again, I cannot emphasize enough, having a tool to visualize and map all of this out is a total game changer. So with that, 
Number three for reevaluating your goals, this is the last step, is to start adding in and um, reviewing the goals you're going to accomplish for the next six months to a year. So again, we're halfway through the year, so it could feel a little odd. Obviously, this is easy to do when you're looking at a full year, but this re- realignment and re-evaluation period happens you know, midway through the year. So this is when you're going to look at, okay, so I'm adding in a new goal or I'm changing my goal let me make that measurable and time bound for the next six months or the next year and a half or the next two years. And how does that factor into my larger spending? So this review period or this review step at the end is really, really important. And this is where you kind of lock in like, okay, this is how much I'm going to aim to save. This is where the money is going to go. And it's for this specific goal that I'm planning to accomplish in the next six months, 12 months. 18 months, 24 months, whatever that looks like for you. And how does that factor in to the other goals that you're looking at? The other point that I want to make here is that financial goals are meant to be fluid and they are meant to change as your life changes. So I think it's really important to go through this review process minimally on a biannual basis. But honestly, I think it should happen monthly when you do your monthly financial review um, or every two to three months, maybe quarterly. I personally revisit my goals every single month on, I'd say a a shorter term basis. Um, But during the six month period, like I'm definitely restacking and rethinking about what I want to accomplish and how it kind of fits into the larger picture of my life as I don't have, I guess, a concrete thing I'm specifically working towards like buying a house anymore at this point in time. Um, You know, I've purchased a car. I'm not really looking to buy real estate at this point. So the goals that I'm planning for are a bit more arbitrary, but they do, you know, need to be looked at and reevaluated as maybe there are going to be other opportunities for me to think about saving for specific things in the future. Um, so I really want to emphasize that, that financial goals are fluid and they are going to change and there's nothing wrong with changing a plan or reevaluating a plan, even if it's something that you've shared, even if it's something that people ask you about, like for me, planning to buy a condo, like I've been talking about this for years and I've shared it online. Obviously I've shared it with my entire extended family and for me to change my mind and say, oh, well, screw it, I'm going to move to California, you know, that was kind of, I wouldn't say it was embarrassing or anything, but it was, you know, a big shift. And when you shift your goals, people question them and they question you and your desires and whatever. And it's a hard thing to do. So I also want to emphasize that like, there's nothing wrong if, you know, you've made it halfway through the year and you maybe aren't on track to accomplish a goal you initially set out or, you know, your goals are changing and your life is changing and everything. It's totally fine and normal. Um, And it happens to everyone, myself included. And, you know, what the whole purpose of having goals and having a plan and having a tracking tool and having a budget is really to set up a defense mechanism for when your goals change. That's why it's so important. It all fits together into the larger picture of your financial life. And if you don't have a budget where you're keeping your spending in check or you're at least keeping track of your spending and you know where your money is going and you don't have you know, some financial goals that you're working towards and you don't feel financially organized, when your life changes and your goals change, 
it can totally throw you off because you feel like you have no idea what's going on. Um, And I think that that really, I want to drive that point home, why it's so important to have these routines and have these tools and systems in place for this exact reason of revisiting what you want in your life and how the money that you have is going to be the tool that gets you there. So that's kind of my spiel for this podcast episode. I want to keep it fairly short. Um, Just to summarize, I would grab a pen and a paper. I would really look at what your goals are going to be for the next six to 12 months. And I'd look at how they stack up against your initial goals. The other thing too is you really should write these down. Um, I think that's really, really powerful. I, every single month, spend about 10 minutes, or I do my best, um, to spend about 10 minutes to just look at what my goals are for the month, financial goals, you know, personal goals, business goals, all those things. And I write them down in my planner. Um, This year in 2021, I got a weekly planner and it has like obviously weekly stuff and monthly stuff. And I don't use it, you know, religiously, but I've really made an effort to use it on a, you know, daily, weekly basis, whatever. And I've been writing down my goals every single month and planning out my month um, and, you know, when I get paid and what I have going on on a daily basis and what I'm doing to accomplish the goals that I'm setting out. And honestly, it's been really helpful in just keeping me organized and everything. And I think an organized life will help organize your finances as well. Um, because again, finances and money permeate everything. So if you're stressed and disorganized and cluttered with your financial life, it's going to impact the rest of your life in various ways. So that is my tip of the day. Get a planner, um, or get something that's going to help you really declutter your mind and map out everything. Um, I think that's all I had. Um, This podcast is, I guess, a little bit of tea as well. I haven't shared my moving plans anywhere else. Um, So the podcast peeps are the first to know. And if you've made it this far, like I said, please go leave me a review. Um, Go rate the podcast. Give me five stars. Follow me on Instagram. And remember, if you want to pick up the personal finance dashboard, $10 off if you use the code podcast one. And if you want to check out Copilot and start a free trial and double your free trial length, use the code BREAKBUDGET um, when you download the app when you're getting all set up. So with that, I will catch you in the next episode.